0: Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. Our gospel lesson this morning comes from Mark chapter 1. This will serve as the basis for our sermon this morning. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this, a new teaching and with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits, and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. You may be seated. When I speak, uncertainty results. What what I mean is this. When I speak on my own authority, I'm not really sure if the things that I say I want to happen will ever actually happen. When I speak uncertainty results. And perhaps there's no greater example of this than just yesterday morning. I had the joyous, joyous occasion of getting to coach my son's kindergarten basketball team in their very first game. I mean, I spoke. I spoke sound defensive strategy. I said things like this, guard your man, stick with your person. The result? Uncertainty. Sometimes they played really good defense, and other times they were on the other end of the court when we were trying to play defense. I speak uncertainty results. I spoke, I spoke about the rules of the game, too. I said, we gotta dribble the basketball. We gotta dribble it all the time. Can't run with it. I speak uncertainty, definitely results. Sometimes they dribbled, sometimes they tried to, and other time, just pure elation as they ran with it like it was a football. <laughs> I speak uncertainty results, but you experience this too. Parents, you speak to the young ones, simple commands, or maybe to the old ones, the wisest words of advice, and what's the result? Maybe sometimes they listen, but always? At work, we put together a pre- Presentation or a report that is just filled with facts—it's—it is just the truth. And what's the result when you share that? I don't know. Uncertainty, right? Maybe it's accepted. But maybe not. Maybe it's met with pushback, disdain. Any human relationship, think about what happens when you share your feelings, whether it's with friends or a romantic relationship or a workplace professional relationship. You share how you feel. Are you certain they're going to understand? Are you, are you certain they're going to agree? No. When you and I speak, uncertainty results. But not God. When God speaks, reality results. When God speaks, reality results. We talked about it in the kids' sermon this morning. God said, let there be light. And what happened? God went, oof, I've never tried this before. Let's, <laughs> let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. No. God speaks, and the Almighty declares what actually Comes about. Fast forward just five books of the Bible to what we read in our first reading. God speaks a prophecy, a prophecy that He will send the Savior who will be a high priest and prophet from God's people for God's people. And the result? Virgin was with child. She gave birth to a son who is called Jesus because he came to save his people from their sins the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us we have we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only son of god god speaks and reality results so jesus went to a synagogue and he, he began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. No, he, he, he didn't just stand up there and, and wax poetic, sharing a opinion to try to impress. He wasn't like the teachers of the law. He didn't stand up there and say like, hey, listen, guys, I read a few experts. Let me, let me tell you kind of what the consensus opinion is. No, he was different. And and the people realized it. They realized that he preached and he taught as one who had authority, absolute authority, to describe things as they really were reality. To say things and then bring about a new reality in the minds and the hearts of his hearers. He spoke, and people were filled with confidence, confidence based on the foundation of Christ. They were filled with hope, hope of eternal life. They were filled with peace, the peace that comes from knowing sins are forgiven. Jesus spoke, and reality resulted But if that weren't enough to convince the people there that day that he really did have absolute authority, this happened. Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, what do you want with us? Jesus of Nazareth, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. An impure spirit is talking a little smack. He, he's not there to proclaim Christ and connect people to Christ. No, he takes a dig at him Because while the people were trying to figure out who this Jesus was, even the demons knew. Jesus from Nazareth. What good can come from there? What are you gonna do with me, Holy One of God? So the people watched. What was this Jesus gonna do? Was he gonna wait, just wait for the ushers to come in and excuse this man? Was he just gonna sit down, red in the face, because let's just hope this, this embarrassing ordeal kind of blows over? No. God speaks. And reality results Quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. Jesus exercises his absolute authority and exercises the demon. It was done. No more. No more suffering from this man. No more tormenting this man. Like that, Jesus did exactly what only he could do. Nothing, nothing could limit his authority, not even the demons, not even the evil authorities. Jesus speaks and reality results. And the people react. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this, a new teaching and with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. You see why all the people were so amazed, don't you? It's not just because he, he taught like nobody else. It's not just because he could exercise demons. It's because they realized what he was doing with his absolute authority. He was using it for their blessing and their benefit and he does the same for you. God speaks, and reality results. You know that. So if that's true, can we ask, candidly, why then? If Jesus speaks amazing-inducing, life-altering, eternity-filling realities into being, we really experience the results of that, or at least perceive to experience that? If Jesus speaks good news that results in great joy for all people, why is it sometimes when I hear Jesus speak, I'm not filled with that good stuff? I don't experience all of the peace and the joy and the hope and the confidence that he seems to promise. God speaks and reality results, you say, but I'm not seeing that reality. Why? There's probably a lot of ways that you can answer why to that question, but let's look at two on the basis of God's word here in Mark. Why don't those realities result? It's because we're unamazed and we're unaware. We're unamazed. The people at Capernaum, they were amazed. They were amazed at Jesus' teachings. Are you? Jesus says to you things. He speaks Friend, your sins are forgiven. What's the result? Yeah, Jesus loves me, this I know. Pastor, tell me something I don't know. Is it any, is it any surprise that we sit with the same old sins, that we still feel guilt Jesus speaks, and we don't care. Jesus says things like this. Do not fear, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God speaks, and... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds really good. Probably looks good on a poster too, but let me tell you, I'm so busy, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't have time for any of that. And by the way, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm so anxious all the time. God speaks, and we're unamazed, unmoved. We're just unconcerned. Why? Well, we do what the opposite of what the writer to Hebrews says. He says, fix your eyes on Jesus, who is faithful. But we fix our eyes on Google, where there's experts. We fix our eyes on things that, well, no, that kind of sounds good and might help me out a little bit. Why is it that when God speaks and, and when he speaks, reality always results Why is it that sometimes we don't perceive to receive those realities? We're unamazed. That's the first one. Here's the second one. We're unaware. We're unaware of what? Evil. The presence of evil. The crowd at Capernaum, they were not unaware. They saw it right there. There was a man who was demon-possessed. Are you aware of evil that exists for real in reality in life? Do you know one of the greatest greatest tricks, one of the greatest lies that that Satan that Satan has told to our modern world is that he doesn't really exist? or at least he doesn't really exist in a way that is that bad. It's kind of like, you know, this cartoonish, kiddish version of Satan. But the same devil, the same demon that possessed that man, well, he's as powerful, as present, and prevalent today. And friends, listen, listen to this. To the degree that you and I are unaware of evil in our life, to that degree, the absolute authority, the glory, the goodness, the peace and hope that Christ gives, it'll be diminished. To the degree that we are unaware of the reality of evil, to that same degree... And authority of Christ would be diminished. I mean, think about it. God speaks and reality results. And guess what? Satan knows that. He experienced that. So what do you think he does when God speaks? He tries to be louder. He tries to shout out as loud as possible so we don't ever hear what Jesus has to say. No, we don't we don't see here in North America, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, people possessed the same way. People were in Capernaum. But where do you see the reality of evil today? Ask yourself. Because to the degree we're unaware that evil is real and really exists, to that same degree, the power and the authority, the goodness and the grace of God, it will be diminished in our lives. So what do we do? What did Jesus do? He came to Capernaum on a Sunday to preach and teach. And friends, the good news is he didn't stop when he left. Jesus keeps speaking, and you know it by now. When God speaks, reality results. I mean, just just stop and think for a moment about all of the places where God speaks to you. He speaks to you through his word. But think just through our worship service and all of the ways and the places in which we proclaim the word of God. Think about what happens now every time when you sit at home and and you open up God's word. God speaks and reality results. I said, let's just use two examples here from worship. Are you ready? Here's the first one. God speaks and he says, your sins are forgiven. On every single Sunday, except this Sunday, so when we do new member welcomes, but every other Sunday, we start out our worship service with words of forgiveness. We proclaim these words from Christ to one another. I forgive you all of your sins in the name of Jesus Christ. And when God speaks, what happens? The sins that you can't forget, God remembers no more. What really happens when God speaks those words of forgiveness to you is He takes that bat of guilt that the devil uses to beat you again and again with the same old stuff. He just rips it out of His hand so it does not exist any longer, and He completely takes away all your guilt and all of your shame. What happens when God speaks in His words, words of forgiveness, hope, and confidence? We're strengthened. We're strengthened as his house. He who is faithful is always faithful to us or at times so faithless. He builds us into his house, a house built on him, a foundation not of our works but on his alone. And we hold firmly to this confidence that in him we have life. We have life eternal. We have life and we have hope and we have glory that comes from this, his words. When God speaks, reality results. And when he does speak, he speaks to you words that are for your benefit and for your blessing. Friends, be amazed. And also be aware, this is how we start out our worship services. You know how we close all of our worship services? It's with the Aaronic blessing, a blessing that was given all the way back to God's people in the book of Numbers. We say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. And you want to know what God says? (laughs) I might do that. No, I will bless my people when you speak that over them. God speaks, and friends, a reality results. We might not always be aware of the spiritual battle that rages around us, but here's what you can know for certain, that God will bless you and he will keep you. He will hold you in the palm of his hand so that nothing, neither height nor depth, neither angels or demons, nothing, nothing can come and take you out that. Because when God speaks, reality results. God says, I will make my face shine on you. I will be gracious to you. Do you know what that means? That means when the devil and his demons do, and they do, they whisper lies to you about how you're not enough, you're not worthy, God could never love you, God could never cover or forgive what you did. His grace is to you. He reminds you that my face always shines on you. Because when God speaks, reality results. He really does turn his face towards you and give you his peace, a peace that transcends understanding and, what does Philippians say? Guards you. It guards you. It guards you so that as you and I gather here together and then go out and and live out our lives, God really does go with you all the way. Friends, be (laughs) amazed And also be aware, when God speaks, reality results. When I speak, when you speak, at least on our own authority, what happens? Uncertainty, maybe they dribble, maybe they don't. (laughs) Maybe they play man-to-man defense, maybe not, maybe. But that's when we speak on our own authority, Do you know what happens when we speak with his authority, speak God's words? Can I tell you a story? I began my day yesterday speaking my words, my authority, dribble, rebound, play defense. But I ended the day speaking not my words. As we were going to bed last night, my son they love uh, the kids' bulletins that we have back there. So they said, hey, Dad, what's on the kids' bulletins for tomorrow? And the truth is, I didn't print them out already, so I didn't know. And I said, oh, you'll have to be surprised when you get to church. And they said, okay, well, then just tell us. What is the story about? I said, all right, well, that I am ready for. Um, it's about Jesus teaching uh, at church and then also driving out a demon from a man. And my four-year-old Gabriel looks at me and he says, Dad... Are demons real, or do they just, like, float around in the air? And because I knew that I was going to talk about this here today and how we need to be aware and not unaware, I couldn't lie to him. And so I explained to him in terms a four-year-old would understand that, that, yeah, the devil's real. And demons, they do exist, not just floating around somewhere in the air, but in a real down-to-earth way. They really mess with us. And I felt bad. I felt bad doing that right before bed, especially. But then I remembered that I don't just speak my words. Friends, you and I, and this is what I want you to remember, too, have God's words we get to speak them to ourselves, to our four-year-olds, to our friends and family. And when God speaks, reality results. So I said, hey, Gabriel, it's true. They exist, but the Lord will bless you by keeping you in the palm of his hands. The Lord watches over you. The even when you sleep. So guess what? You can go to bed in peace. And then I just looked and he was snoring. God speaks and reality results. Friends, you have his words to speak. Speak them. Speak them loud. Speak them proud. Speak them often. This was the first miracle that, that ever took place in Mark's gospel. Jesus exercised a demon. And no, we're not, gonna, we're not gonna go about exercising demons out there perhaps, but we said before that to the degree we're unaware of the devil, well, that, that will diminish God's glory. Let's, let's speak the opposite. To the degree we're aware of it, to that degree we get to speak with all of the authority and glory and confidence that comes with Christ our Savior is the first chapter of Mark, and people are amazed at Jesus already because of his teaching and his preaching, but you know what's interesting about Mark's account here? I don't know what Jesus said (laughs) that amazed people. Mark didn't record it, and I don't know why the Holy Spirit made that decision, but here's one takeaway, that we turn to see all of Jesus' teachings. We turn and open up on our own and see all of what Jesus speaks. What we do is what the writer of the Hebrews said we fix our thoughts on Jesus, the one and only who has absolute authority. And we hear and we listen to him speak and watch as reality results.